How is it going, everybody? This is Sean Barnes. I want to welcome you back to The Way of the Wolf. New year, got a new camera. So for those of you watching this on the YouTube channel, I'm going to see if the video quality is better, different, how I like it. I don't know. We'll see. So I'm going to flip back and forth here for just a moment. Camera one, camera two, camera one, camera two. Okay. Now that I got that out of the way, I'm going to do a little bit of a different format for the show today. I come across a lot of content online that resonates with me and, and I decided to kind of put my own spin on it and make my own shows, but I'm going to do it a little bit differently this time around. There was a, an image that was sent to me that kind of talked through something called performance punishment and it resonated with me. And I thought this would be a really good topic to cover on the show. So what I'm going to do is actually read through some of the statements and I'm going to share my thoughts on all of those statements. Okay. First statement, being good at your job often attracts more work. Yeah. Okay. That seems kind of like a no duh statement. If you're good at what you do, you're going to get more work. That makes sense from a, a business owner's perspective or a leader's perspective. Yes, you want to give your high performers more opportunities to grow and to learn and to take on more work. All right, cool. Check. It's called performance punishment. And it is a dangerous game for leaders. Hmm. I don't necessarily agree with this performance punishment. I suspect it could be viewed as punishment depending on the context and a lot of different variables that exist. But if you have a high performing employee and you start loading them up, loading them up, loading them up, they end up working more hours, 50, 60, 70, 80 hours in a week. And you just keep giving them more. And then you start to notice their performance declining. That's not because they're no longer a high performer. They are more likely getting overwhelmed. Now, this is where you might start to see things diverge a little bit in terms of developed versus undeveloped leaders. A developed leader will recognize that. They will see that there is something off and that this high performer is starting to struggle a little bit. Undeveloped leaders will start to question, well, what's wrong with Sean? Why aren't they getting, why isn't he getting his job done? What's happening to him? Mm, maybe I need to write him up. Maybe they had to put them on a performance improvement plan. No, that starts to delve into that performance punishment realm. Okay. Overworking your high performers to avoid growing your underperformers is a fast track to disaster. I can't agree with that. Whenever I think about teams and employees and the population, I like to kind of 
carve it up into three primary groups. You have your underperformers. You have your middle tier in terms of their performance and output. And then you have your high performers. Now we see situations like what is being described here where the high performers get a ton of work. What ends up happening is that breeds resentment when the middle tier and bottom tier are just coasting. They're coming in, doing their eight to five, not going above and beyond, not helping. The high performers see that and they start getting frustrated. They don't care for it all that much. And rightfully so. Nobody wants to be dragging along those non-performers and giving them a free ride. <clears throat> oh, okay. Next statement. It breeds resentment. Good people will leave and poor performers will not learn. Yeah. On a long enough timeline, your high performers are going to start to depart the organization. And then what you are left with is mediocrity. And I've seen organizations start to scramble when turnover really starts hitting them hard and they start throwing money at the rest of the employees that are there. doesn't matter if they're in that middle tier or even the bottom tier. They start freaking out and thinking, oh, we've got to hold on to these employees and money is the only lever that they have to pull or think that they have to pull. And so they start throwing money at these middle and bottom tiers just to get them to stay. So you end up with a bloated budget. You're paying these middle tiers of the organization, middle performing tiers in the organization. And the output isn't anywhere near what you had when the high performers were still there. It's important that you be very careful with the behaviors and standards that you reward. So for all of you in a leadership role, I want you to think through who are my high performers, who are those middle employees, and who are the bottom performers. When you start thinking about development of the people on the team, <clears throat> you're not going to have to invest a significant amount of time and energy in those high performers because they will likely always be high performers. It is intrinsic to who they are. Yes, you want to develop them, but I would encourage you to think through creating an environment where they can develop themselves. You allocate some sort of training budget and say, hey, I'm going to give you X amount of dollars a year to invest in developing yourself. Go get it. And you will see they will go get it. That middle tier, that's where I think you should invest a good bit of your time in terms of building and training and developing and encouraging them. If you can get those high performers and that middle tier, then you've got 60, 70% of your team that's going to be performing at a high level. The bottom performers, 
this might sound bad, but you're never going to get a lot of output from them. And there are some businesses that say, hey, bottom 10% every year gets cut. It's a little bit harsh, but that's the reality of some of the businesses that are out there. Make sure that when these high performers come to you and need guidance and feedback and encouragement, that you take the time to take care of them. And when I say take care of them, there's all sorts of ways you can do that financially, giving them extra time off, letting them go do things with their family, bringing in cookies if they like a certain type of cookie, whatever it may be. Make sure that they are appreciated. And if they come to you or if you start to see that they are overloaded or overwhelmed, make sure that you address it because they will get burnt out. They will get frustrated and they will leave. And what you will be left with is mediocrity. It's no good for anybody, especially your business. Okay, a little bit of a different format today, very much a short form format, just talking through some of this stuff. If this was helpful, share your thoughts. Reach out to me, send me a quick note, the underscore Sean Barnes or Sean at thewaythewolf.com. Say, hey, I like this format or yeah, this sucked, dude. Just don't, don't even waste your time on it. All right, that's all I got for you today. Thank you so much and y'all have a good one. 